This is the Mercy Talk podcast. Mercy Talk is brought to you by Mercy Multiplied. We exist to encourage, equip, and empower both men and women with the same biblically-based principles we've seen work for over 35 years in our residential homes. If you want to find out more, head on over to mercymultiplied.com. Hey everyone, welcome back to Mercy Talk. I'm one of your hosts, Melanie Wise, and I'm the Senior Director of Outreach here at Mercy. I am Brooke Keels, and I am the Senior Director of Counseling and Program Strategy here at Mercy. And I'm Rachel Thomas. I'm the Podcast Coordinator and Content Specialist, and we are back, guys, again for this continued conversation on attachment, but today is going to be a lot of fun because I had mentioned before, Brooke had really encouraged us in this direction with content. Uh, and so, you know, immediately had to dive in and start learning about this stuff. But one of the first things Brooke mentioned was, oh, we need to talk about conflict in regards to attachment. <laughs> it was like, oh, cool. One of my favorite things. Uh, like a true Enneagram 8. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like, here's it's a fun topic. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> She's laughing now, but it's because we love her and, and we know it's good. It's, it's going to be so good. And so today we really want to look at our ability to handle conflict and how our attachment has shaped that, you know, whether it's stress from work or an argument with your spouse, a roommate, um, a challenging child. We talked quite a bit about parenting last week, but really this can apply to any, you know, any category of your life. Pick it, choose it. Like Brooke said, it really is your everyday life. If you don't know about attachment, you know, you you do, you just don't know it because you're living it. You are, you know, living right. and breathing the things in the way that you were raised. And so, um, we're just going to talk today about identifying some of those unhealthy patterns and how we can strategize with better ones. So Brooke, would you kind of set us back up with all those good <laughs> categories <laughs> for attachment and kind of just giving us a refresher as we dive into the conflict piece here? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, you know, I love conflict. <laughs> I know you are making fun of me, but it's such... <laughs> A wonderful thing and um, it, because it, it gets it gets you somewhere. Uh, so anyway, I know some people don't feel like it does, but that's okay. And as we dive into this, hopefully you're like, oh, that's why I don't like it. Um, but anyway, I actually chose a different um, kind of infographic, if you will, for this time than the first podcast, just because I feel like different ones kind of will hit people in different ways. So um, the attachment styles, there are four. Only one is good. <laughs> the rest are not great. So, um, yeah, it's definitely, you know, not that you're like, oh, I'm this or that, you know. Um, but so secure attachment, I want to kind of explain this, that, you know, it's in a quadrant. There are two that are connected to high self-esteem and two that are connected with low self-esteem. And so I'll explain that as we go. But um, secure attachment is uh, connected with high self-esteem. So this is when you're, you know, really healthy in an area of attachment. Um, they can trust fairly easily. They're attuned to emotions. Um, they can communicate, uh, you know, if they're not, if they're upset with something, they can communicate it directly and pretty clearly. Um, they lead with cooperative and flexible behaviors and relationships. So it's kind of a, a back and forth. We'll talk more about that later. Um, the next one that is unhealthy, but on the high self-esteem side is dismissive avoidant, and they downplay the importance of relationships. They're usually extremely self-reliant. 
um, and they can can become more vulnerable when there is a big crisis. But for the most part, they're you know they're good and you're not, and that's kind <laughs> of um, and I know that because that is that was fine. That is me in unhealth, and so. Um, and so anyway, we can play around with that later too. Uh, the next one on the low self-esteem end is going to be anxious. Um, they have a sensitive kind of nervous system. They struggle communicating their needs directly. They tend to um, kind of act out when triggered. So maybe like making um, their partner jealous. Mm-hmm. They really need validation. They need another person to kind of make them feel okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they they can focus more on what someone else is doing and how it affects them than, um, than the other, you know, styles. And then there's avoidant, uh, fearful, fearful avoidant, mm-hmm. and they're more dependent in relationships, um, than avoidant dismissive. So this is still on the low self-esteem side. Uh, they strongly fear rejection. Um, they have high anxiety in relationships and it can tend to be, um, they're feel fearful of intimacy and they'll, they'll avoid things because they don't want to be hurt. So, um, anyway, so that's just kind of a general overview of that. And I know all of us kind of, you know, I think we were all pretty secure in different areas, but we all have like a natural tendency just based on your life, how you grew up. Doesn't mean anybody did anything wrong to you. You know, your parents weren't perfect. So right. however that played out, it could be the context of life. It could be the context of school. It could be the context of siblings. Like There's yeah. all of these, you know, things. And I was actually talking with somebody about this yesterday, but even, you know, they had some siblings that were adopted that affected their birth order. Oh, and that wow. really kind of messed with like their attachment, you know, and, and wow. stuff. And there's a lot of really good research about that. We won't dive into it, but it's kind of, everything was going one way. And then they weren't the baby anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Things kind of changed. And so um, it's just really interesting how different dynamics can affect how we connect and attach um, with other people. So. No kidding. <laughs> I'm like, it's interesting and sometimes terrifying if you yeah. like, <laughs> like to, to be encouraging, not terrifying. Yeah. Um, okay. Brooke, you kick us off. With you, you mentioned your attachment style and what that has, you kind of, you hinted at it. Yeah. But I think we'll kind of break down, like, just to give more clarity to each of those styles since we yeah. all. Yeah. So mine is, as we mentioned, dismissive or avoidant. That was kind of how, for whatever reason I was. I mean, that, definitely in a secure attachment now. Um, but I can de- shift back into that in times of stress. Like, because again, even if you're really healthy and insecure, you all have a tendency. Mm-hmm. So that is mine. So it is very much like you are the problem. It is not me. I'm over here doing what I need to do. Right. <laughs> you know, if you would just do X, Y, and Z, then everything would be fine. It is, you know, comes from a, a very high self-esteem uh, side. We are right <laughs> all of the time. And so, and there's also though, it's definitely an avoidance of intimacy at some level as well, mm-hmm. because there's distrust. You know, I do what I need to do I would, if you did what you needed to do, then we would, then we could trust each other, you know, mm-hmm. but, and so, and it's interesting because trust is a huge thing to me. Um, Melanie, I know you know this about me, but if you break my trust, you don't exist in the world anymore. Mm-hmm. I am not interested in anything yeah. about you yeah. <laughs> ever again. And, it, and the thing that's interesting is it takes a long time to get there, which I think is because for the most part, I'm over in this healthy, you know, area of secure attachment. But once that happens, mm-hmm. 
um, it can, yeah, we're done. And I don't ever think of you again. And so <laughs> it's, it's very warm and fuzzy. My mom is very proud of me. Um, but <laughs> and she's, you know, so sweet. So she hates it, but, um, you know, and another side of it can be like, when you're really unhealthy in that place is you downplay the importance of relationships. You don't actually need anybody. I just rely on myself. I'll do what I need to do. And you know, everybody else can do whatever they're going to do, but I'm not, I'm not concerned with you. Mm -hmm. Um, So that it can be that way. And then of course, I know we'll talk more about what that means in conflict, um, but it's uh, very aggressive. (laughs) Well, and that makes sense too, Brooke, just thinking about our prayer conversations and we'll talk more about this in the weeks to come. But like, when I've heard you share about your relationship with the Lord and how that same dynamic of like, God, I'm good. Like take care, you know, don't worry about me. I've, I'll, I'll fix it. You know, I'll, I'll figure it out. That yeah, is yeah. super interesting that that's kind of, kind of correlates there. Yeah, no, that's a really, that's exactly right. I'll, I'll do, that was, that's very much a, a belief or a, an agreement that I have to, you know, fight and make sure that I'm not coming back into, like, if everything's falling apart, well, look, God, I've got my part covered. You can take care of it. You don't have to, you don't have to look at me. You don't have to worry about me (laughs) as if that is a gift to him. Right. 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 Yeah. And and he does not need that. And so actually, if y'all are cool with it, we can just go ahead and talk about the conflict Mm -hmm. styles now. So then when y'all say yours, I'll just go ahead and share it. So, um, so, so we'll talk about the unhealthy and we'll end on the healthy. So everybody can feel good. On the the up note. Yes. Yes. Um, so the conflict side for dismissive avoidant, as I mentioned, um, is, you know, the high health of high self esteem or not high health, high self esteem. Mm -hmm. Um, but they make it, you know, all about them and they attack the other person. Um, they also will overanalyze and over logic. Um, you know, if, if, if it doesn't make sense to them, there is not a lot of empathy. So it is, this is, I would, you know, a lot of you'll hear in, in conflict, um, with spouses, right. I would have never done that. I would have yeah. ne- So if you did, I would have never done that. So then this is a problem with you. There's, there's not a lot of connecting with, I could see how in that situation, I may have also done the same thing. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so we're going to use an analogy through this of like, if you're playing a ball game, you know, with a dismissive avoidant person, they are hammering you with the ball. (laughs) They do not let you catch the ball. They're just going to keep throwing the ball at you over and over and over, probably at your head. So they are, (laughs) they are gems (laughs) to be. uh, (laughs) Note to self, I'm never going to play. I'm cared for it. Yeah. Don't play, don't play dodgeball with me. So, um, but yeah, so that's kind of their conflict style is, is very much like attack, attack, attack. Um, And yeah. So you're welcome guys. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Melanie, did you want to go next? Okay. So, um, Rachel and I both have landed very similarly on the grid here. Um, of again, I think in general falling in that secure place, but we both had the leaning towards the anxious. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, Rachel, I'm, I have a feeling, just knowing you personally, that we probably have very similar, um, I guess, I don't know, approaches or experiences, yeah. thoughts, yeah. towards conflict. Yeah. So, I don't know. How do we want to do this? Brooke, do you want to actually read what the yeah. file is, and then we can kind of flesh it out a little yeah. bit? Yeah. 
Yeah, so for anxious preoccupied, okay, so it, it's on the low self-esteem end, but they're overly engaged, okay? And so um, they tend to make things about themselves and their own feel- feelings, and so they can they can get very caught up in their own feelings, so they're not really hearing the other person. It's mm-hmm. um, There's a lot of, you know, affirmation that they need from other people, like, I, I, if I need you, you know, so maybe, like, if someone tells them, hey, I think you're really great at this, they don't really believe them, but mm-hmm. then they want them to keep telling them how great they mm-hmm. are. Um, and so it's, it, it gets to be a little, it's, it's more about what the, how the person makes them feel and less about in any sort of resolution, right. Or any sort of kind of seeing both sides. Um, and so, you know, our, our joke kind of with anxious preoccupied is, is they're not really even in the game. Okay. There's not really a back and forth. They're (laughs) the person spinning circles out in the outfield. (laughs) Chasing butterflies because they're yeah. they're not engaged in the conflict. Yes, it's just kind of you know they're thinking about how they feel about it. They can really kind of get into themselves, um, and, but they will still pursue a relationship. But it's more about how I feel about it than yeah. the actual growing of a relationship, if that makes sense. Yeah. and these are extremes, right? So mm-hmm. sure, just sure. You know. yeah, because yeah. I don't know. It's funny. <sighs> you know, when you were describing the, um, the other one, the fearful, no, yours, my, oh, dismissive avoidant. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) When you were describing that one, I just thought, okay, that is me when I am in conflict with my spouse. Yeah. That is me. Like that is not me in general, but in certain relationships it is. And it's just Mm -hmm. so interesting. So, you know, and I don't know if you can even just speak to this more generally, this doesn't have to be like my own personal counseling session, but like, you know, that, that your approach to relationships, attachment, conflict, all of those things could maybe fluctuate around the grid a little bit, depending on who the other person is and their style. That's a good, you know, uh, Because I'm like, I would say that my husband probably falls more into that anxious preoccupied and I fall into the other just, and and I don't know if it's because that's what he usually falls into. So I'm like, I'm going to counter that with a different approach. I don't know. I don't know. It's just interesting. I'm like, I connect with both. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we, we all, you know, I mean, we are never one thing. I mean, we just aren't right. And again, our perception of a relationship and how we feel connected or safe in that relationship can really affect how we respond in that right, relationship, right. you know? Yes. And so, you know, we'll talk about this more later, but you, you have to have a secure place to have conflict. Mm. And so what's important is, is when you know, when you know where you tend to go, when you know which one you tend to be in that relationship. So if yours is more dismissive avoidant, right, then, then you have to think, mm. okay, what do I need in this situation to feel secure Mm-hmm. So that I don't, that I can be in a secure place and yeah. not have to, you know, be like, you know, cause I mean, I'm just, I'm not doing marriage counseling with you, but I'm just using this, these two styles in an example. <laughs> right. If you've yeah. got somebody who's like, you're, you know, you don't make me feel good enough. And the other person's, you know, like, well, what the heck, man, I can't do any more to make you feel good enough. <laughs> right. you know, that it right. just becomes this like hitting of each other of like, it never you know, lands. Um, and so, you know, yeah. And so depending on how the relationship, because you're right, there's attachment with parents, there's attachment with friends, there's attachment with siblings, there's attachment with obviously in marriage. So however that plays out, you may be kind of one or the other, Mm -hmm. you know, and even for myself, I've shared this, you know, before that 
you know, if I, if I, I generally don't care what people think, but if I find somebody that I really like them and I want them to be my friend, yeah. all of a sudden I care about what they think. And then mm-hmm. I hate myself for it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, you I know, I'm like, yeah. I'm like, be my friend, you know, and <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. Really, no, it'll really mess with me. You know, yeah. get almost into that anxious avoid. Like I need them to like text me and be like, "God, that was a great conversation." You know, when I need that in literally zero other areas yeah. of my life. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. You know, yeah. we all, and that's I'm sure based on all of the really weird things in my life. <laughs> well, and I just think it's 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 so good because it goes. It just like reminds all of us that we are extremely complex people and you know I just think about other personality tests that I've done or strengths finders or any of it or whatever I'm like all those things like come together in who we are Mm -hmm. so I'm like because I'm this voice here or this Enneagram number here it kind of Mm -hmm. colors how conflict looks with my attachment style of this, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it's just going to be mm-hmm. so unique from person to person, but I will say that, um, you know, in general, I fall probably when it comes to relationships outside of my like absolute closest, Before. like mom, dad, spouse, <laughs> pretty yeah. much anyone outside of those relationships. Yeah. Um, I can start go- leaning into that anxious place, anxious, mm-hmm. preoccupied place. And, for me, the way that that plays out, especially when it comes to conflict, is that like I have the ability, and and if you if you're if you're kind of if you have that bent, there is such a a fear of abandonment and rejection, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and so and and it's usually you assume that it was your fault, like mm-hmm. you did something to make that person abandon you or reject you, so outside of those core relationships that I feel very secure in in my life personally you know, when it comes to conflict with anyone else, there is that fear inside of me that I could say the wrong thing. I could do Mm -hmm. the wrong thing. I could offend this person with what I say in conflict or just the fact that there is conflict, Mm -hmm. like the relationship will be over. Yeah. Like that's just like, and it'll be my fault because I did it. I did something or said something or, um, and so that's where I see that play out a lot for me is just an absolute, just like dread yeah of conflict because i go into that place of like oh crap this might be the end right yeah. relationship yeah yeah and yeah and i think i wondered too if it even is like about oh gosh i'm saying this to myself reframing the way i've always thought about conflict because i think so much of that attachment you know style or the way that we we've grown up or grown up individually can influence the way that you perceive Conflict? Mm-hmm. Am I wrong, Brooke? There in, in saying absolutely, that? Like, yeah. And so I think, like you're right, Mel. I'll see conflict coming, and I'll go, "Oh, this automatically equals a blow up. This automatically means we're gonna, they're gonna leave me, or they're gonna disown mm-hmm. me, or they're where our friendship is over, kind of thing." Which mm-hmm. is not always. And actually, here's what's really crazy, and has been probably the most like um, revolutionary thing for me in trying to get to a healthier place. And Brooke, you're, you're probably, you probably live here more because you 
conflict to you does not scare you, but like realizing that conflict actually, and I mean, that as a compliment. I mean, it's no, I just, I'm like, no, it's so great. The Why don't y'all like it? Like, yeah, it excites her. Right. I right. do. I love it. But the reason is, is because for not so long, to fight, not to fight, right, not, not fighting. Fight. Let me yes. just be clear. Yes, okay. Be clear about that. But yeah. the reason is, is because for so long, I avoided very key conversations that were leading to blow ups in other ways. And it wasn't fixing anything. It was, it was actually making it worse. And so it was like, oh, right. we have a great relationship. We never fight. We're not, you know, we're not in conflict. Oh, wait a minute. There, there are years and years of buried um, <laughs> junk, like dead bones under here that we have not messed with or talked about. And it's getting to where I can't cover it up anymore. And so right. it's been interesting, this idea of talking about reframing con- conflict and, and seeing you know, in, in a healthy way, like you said, not going at each other just for the sake of it, but seeing how that can lead to health with being honest, you know, you know, asking for help, apologizing, all those things are part of it. And so that has been, that has been revolutionary and I'm not like there in fullness by any stretch of the means, but I, I feel you, Mel, like when I immediately, I, there's like this there's like this uh, chill that goes down my spine <laughs> when I sense uh, it's like a radar. I'm like, oh man, oh man, it's this is about to bubble over. <laughs> what uh-huh. do I need to do to keep to keep everybody at peace? You know, everybody happy. When in reality, probably somebody needs to like, I'm saying, go at it with quotation marks. But you know, ha- have that moment so that they can work it out. So why should you donate to Mercy Multiplied? Well, it's simple. God has called us to be a part of a cause greater than ourselves. I love Nancy's vision and heartbeat for Mercy Multiplied, and I've seen the lives changed. I love that they offer these first-class, amazing facilities free of charge to these young women um, to teach them um, the value that they have in God's eyes and what it looks like to live a better and best version of the life God's called them to live. But that's got to come by some of us in the background supporting those who are on the front lines living life day in and day out with these young women and helping them take the next step. One of my songs is called Do Something and it talks about um, the story of somebody like me maybe standing around uh, looking at the injustices of the world and, and saying, Lord, why don't you do something about it? Meanwhile, we come to realize that perhaps God's response is, I did, I created you. Are we going to do something? Are we going to support the ministry of Mercy Multiplied so that it can keep going on and multiplying the lives changed? Uh, It's up to us to do something about that. The fear of, and and again, it will just tie into what your experiences were. And and just knowing, I mean, the cool thing about the attachment thing is when you are in a secure place, like there is an actual you know, place to get to. Like, I want to be secure and, and I'll talk and I'm going to, I'm going to jump right into what those, you know, that, and then the fearful thing too, like what conflict looks like with that, because I yeah. think it just gives us a goal, but it's also really important just to be self-aware of like when things aren't good or I feel it coming. Yeah. What is my tendency and what do I need to do to let this be healthy? Because the difference is you have to actually know what is healthy in order to actually healthy conflict in order to facilitate healthy conflict and you need to know what you need in order to have a context for healthy conflict. So if y'all are cool, I'm going to dive into that for just a second. Okay. Um, So we'll, I'll finish with fearful avoidant. 
and kind of how they are in conflict. So this is, again, on the low self-esteem, <laughs> they are just not going to share their own opinions, okay? So they tend to make, they just want to make everybody feel better. They want everybody to be happy, and we're just going to make that problem go away, right? And if you're like, hey, fearful, avoidant person, are you good? They're like, oh, I'm great. Yeah. <laughs> so good that no one is fighting. And I feel very, um, you know, connected to this because this is how my mom is. <laughs> so bless her, you know, yeah. and she seems, you know, she would not fight with anybody, right? Yeah. And so she, again, she was always very ashamed of me out there just blowing everybody's <laughs> face off with like all of my, you know, issues. So I, I broke her world up, right? Mm-hmm. I would, you know, I talk to my grandpa about things, her dad, that she's like, I've never even asked him that. And I'm like, oh, well, wow. why did you do this? And why did you do that? And she's just like, why are you doing this to me? And so, you know, it was just very interesting, but, but in the game, right. The fearful yeah. avoidant person is never giving you the ball. They're just holding okay. on to it. They're like, don't you worry. Yeah. <laughs> just gonna, yep. just gonna hold. There's no back and forth. Right. Yeah. Um, and so when we shift over though, to secure attachment and what that looks like in conflict is a, if we are in secure attachment, we're good no matter what, right? Okay. The conflict is more about the curiosity of the other person and wanting to know more about them, mm. but you're not anxious about what the response will be, okay. right? Like you'll ask a question or you'll dive into something and there's not like a fear of what's coming on the other side or what, sure. how they're going to respond. Sure. Um, they care about the person, but they do not need the conflict to turn out a certain way. It's not, you know, it's just a matter of like, we just, you know, we're going to talk about it. It doesn't mean that necessarily they have an expectation, you know, that isn't met. Um, And conflict is is about going deeper and having intimacy, actually. Um, And so, you know, again, this is in the game. They're they're actually playing the game. There's no, it's just, we're just playing the game because it's time to play the game. We're not avoiding anything. We're not holding on to anything. We're not trying to beat up everybody on the field. <laughs> you know, right. just, let's all, let's do this back, right? They're throwing yeah. the ball back and forth. Um, and there's not a, if I bring this up and they respond this way, then what will I do, right? They're not even thinking about that. Mm-hmm. And we all do at some level that we're talking about in a vacuum here, okay? <laughs> um, but again, shifting to what I mentioned before, you know, what's so important is that, how do you create a safe place, a secure place to have conflict, right? Like, what do you need to feel secure? So if you get in an argument with somebody, you know, depending on your attachment style, you know, so if you have fear that the other person's going to leave, right? So maybe that anxious, you know, piece, do you need to know that the other person's not going to leave? Yeah. Do y'all need to have a kind of set down ahead of time? So if I was working with a couple, right, and there's this thing, I feel like every time we get in an argument that, he or she's going to walk out the door. Yeah. Well, then we set up a context where it's like, oh, I'm committed to you. We're going to have this out and I'm not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Right. How do we create a secure environment for that? Or is it somebody that you need space to process and not have the other person fear that you're leaving? Right. <laughs> you know, because some people just need like, I, I need to process what you're talking to me about. I need to process the conflict you know, and, and Rachel, I pick on you, you know, so maybe if somebody brings something really hard, like, Hey, Rachel, you really hurt my feelings doing this. And like, it really upsets me and all of that. You probably, I know you well enough to think it'd probably be helpful for you to be like, I'm going to need a few minutes to like, think about what you said and process it and the pressure of feeling like you have to have 
like some response in that moment probably yeah. feels almost disingenuine because you're just like, I'm so sorry, but right. there's not actually a back and forth dialogue. Yeah. I don't know. I'm making yeah. that up about you. Yeah. I feel like that's no, probably, that's you know, yeah. um, so, you know, if that makes <laughs> sense. People and I are just going to pay you after the. We can start talking about therapy. You know, I can go there. I'm like, look, does anybody want to bring their spouses in? Let's do it. No. Um, but that's but I just, yeah. I think it's just so cool because if you know that about yourself, yes, right. If you know that, like, oh, that's the feeling, then you yeah. also know it's kind of it's like what the military does, right? They'll train 18 months for a three day operation. Mm. I know next time somebody comes to me. Right. I've got yes. boundaries. I'm self-aware enough yes. to go. The next time somebody comes to me, I'm going to have the wherewithal to go, Hey, I'm going to need a few minutes. Right. And go and do that. Right. Yes. And so, or vice versa, like, Hey, I, I, I need to talk to you about something really hard if it's a mm-hmm. spouse. Right. But I need you to tell me that you're not going anywhere. Right? right. And then they're like, I'm not going anywhere. Okay, great. Let's sit down and do it. Yeah. Right? And so this is why understanding these are so important because it just helps meet those needs that you have connection that you need with someone else you probably have friends that you're like you know I really like them but I don't know that our relationship is really genuine and there's Mm. probably a reason there's some block in that you know or with your kids that's the whole other fun thing you know your kids may be very attached but maybe you don't feel all that attached Mm. because of whatever you've walked through you know so at some level I think I was able to like get by in life with, I mean, honestly, as you were, as you were describing the fearful avoidant, I was like, oh, when it comes to conflict, I probably land more in that one mm-hmm. of just like, I'm good. Everybody's yeah. good. I'm fine. Yeah. I'm actually really hurt right now, but I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> like, nope. nope. Yeah. I'm going to cry myself to sleep later, but don't worry I about that. I deny myself in the fact that I just don't have issues with anybody and yeah. nobody has issues with me yeah. and we're all good. And I always make people happy. Yeah. No one doesn't like me. You know, <laughs> like it's just, that has been, you know, really like kind of the theme of most of my life. Mm. Then I got married. Oh Yeah. And then you realize I'm a terrible. There's literally no way out of this. <laughs> yeah, I no mean, way. And I, there was just a hyper awareness of the fact that, like, if I try to do that in marriage, mm. oh man, like yeah. it's gonna be horrible. So I just, yeah. I just knew, I just knew that it was not gonna work. Um, yeah. I at least I didn't, I didn't know how how it was gonna work, but I had the brains to know, like, this is where I'm gonna have to figure some stuff out. You know, um, of course, I married someone who's like all in when it comes to conflict, all in, wants right. to wash through everything, wants to talk about everything. I'm just yes. Like, yes. No, can it just be, can we yes. just be good? Can we just be right. fine? You know, like right. always my approach is just like, can we just be okay? Yeah. We have to feel everything. Yeah, I, yeah. No, I mean, what's interesting about that too, Melanie, is probably when you are that, if it is tends to be that fearful avoidant or whatever it was, is that you get praised for that. Melanie's yeah. always good. Yeah. Melanie never yeah. has, a, she's yeah. so nice, right? Yeah. yeah. Fun yeah. fact, dismissive avoidant, not what people say about you. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, and so then you're right. Then you get married yeah. and you're like, I'm a terrible person. I am because I a cannot. Person. And then it throws you into dismissive avoidant, like you mentioned earlier. That makes complete wow, that's, sense because you're that's like, awesome. hold up, yeah. 
Yeah. I can, cause I can't be that way. Yeah. So I'm going to have to go be this way, yeah. you know, and um, I'm fine. Right. I'm fine. It is not me. You I was, yeah. Everyone said I was very nice before That's I married right. you. It's so true. Oh, it's God. So true. oh my gosh. And then that just fosters like this whole, like, you know, well, I'm not the problem. You're the problem because I'm always nice. Like everybody, right. always that, you know, right. I don't have issues with anyone except That's you. Right. But you. <laughs> Guess what? When you're generally the jerk and you're like, Hey, this time it's really not me. Yeah, yeah that's right. It's actually- no one believes you. <laughs> yeah. It's really, really funny. That's no, really I mean, you've heard me say that Melanie. I was like, I was like, I am a great person. Uh-huh. And then I got married. I was like, I am the most selfish person. I, mean, I was ever- like, I'm just going to be such a gift to someone. I'm just a blessing they in just their don't life. A blessing. Yes. <laughs> If iron sharpens iron is the blessing. It's <laughs> true. Oh, it's oh my gosh. really yeah. comical at this point. Uh, <laughs> going on five oh years here pretty soon. But yeah. um, but all that to say, you know, I had to start really learning a lot. Like yeah. I was having to unlearn like 33 years of this is how I handle conflict. Or Which is no. amazing you were willing to do that. I mean, there's a ton of people that are not willing to do, that's the thing. If anybody's listening at the end of the day, if you're just willing to dig in, Mm -hmm. like that is, that takes courage because it hurts and it feels bad. Mm -hmm. And you're like, it feels, I think you can feel lost. You're just like, how, how, where do I even start, you know, with this and, and not be crushed in the process, you know, because we do like we're, it's about how do we stay safe? Yeah. And if something's maybe not safe and it, or it doesn't feel safe. Right. You know, so I didn't mean to interrupt you. I just wanted yeah. to say like, that's what's so incredible. No, I love that. I think that's about you, you encouragement. Know? Yeah. yeah. Um, and I mean, I'm, whew, I think it's going to be lifelong. Oh, I, for sure. I'm lifelong. figuring out like, oh, so I don't graduate from like conflict school. Like, right. Uh, right. I have to keep learning. But, you know, I think a question that I would pose to, you know, I think you gave so many great, like, pieces of advice um, for just handling it in a healthy way and knowing what healthy looks like. Um, I'm interested to, like, okay, you know, we've talked a lot about conflict with people that we're close to and that we know. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, even, like, yeah. my good friends, like, I know them well enough to know, like, this approach is not going to be great with them, or this approach isn't going to be great with them. Right. I definitely know my spouse well enough to know, like, here's what blows up, yeah. and yet I still do what I don't want to do. Um, you know, my parents, my sister... I kind of know them well enough to know the approach that's going to be most effective when it comes to, you know, handling conflict. But, you know, when it comes to like our day-to-day actions, maybe with with coworkers or, or people we maybe just don't know as well, are there yeah. any, are there, any, you know, I mean, like if it's someone that I'm like, I don't know what their attachment style is. I don't know. Like, sure. That'd I don't be know weird. You could tell them, Hey, just FYI, I'm not going anywhere. Right. <laughs> like I don't, if I don't know that about somebody, I don't, maybe I don't know enough about their personality to know just like, general thoughts on being able to convey feelings of hurt or disappointment mm-hmm. or just, you know, even anger, like yeah. in, in just day-to-day relationships, maybe outside of those close ones that you would say, you know, here are some things to keep in mind. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I think referencing back what the secure attachment is, is are you able, I mean, cause, cause the, the thing is, is, is you can't really know that prior to conflict. That's what's so beautiful about conflict. I know we all, you know, but it really is. It lets you see. Did you say beautiful? 
it's beautiful. It's such a good thing. It, you know, but that's what's so cool about it is, you know, you know, I'll, I mean, again, I'll take this from being, you know, a more strong or a personality, you know, so I might look at somebody and go, Hey, I need you to get me X, Y, and Z. And I need it in like 10 minutes. Right. And I'm just saying what I need you to do. And then I'll see the look on their face. Like I just was like, and I hate you. <laughs> you <know? laughs> and I'm like, and so I have to be self-aware to go. Cause, cause I don't, you know, Oh, oh did, are you good? You right. know, like, does that make sense? Like being yeah. able to do that or later following up, I think it's just a level of just paying attention. And if you're in the secure place, if I pay attention and I go, Hey, are you good? And they're like, I'm not good. You were terrible to me. I'm going to be like, okay. Like their response to me doesn't really matter. I want to be safe for people. I want to encourage them. I want to, you know, I don't want to hurt anybody, but at the yeah. end of the day, me asking you for something like I, and you have to be self-reflective. Mm did I ask that in a, you know, was it really that kind of way? Like, you know, Melanie, you've probably had to hear me be self-reflective quite a bit. I'm like, I'm do right. These are the words I said. This is what I said, you know, kind of thing. And, and so at some point you go, okay, was it me? I think that's always my number one. Start with yourself. That's good. Was I rude? Was I disrespectful? Did I say something that made them feel unsafe? Or is there something I need to resolve? Like, was there a time we got an argument and I walked out? Yeah. And that really triggered some scary things. And I know we're just picking that. I just feel like that's kind of a basic example. Or, you know, if it's a coworker, was there a time that they came and told me like, hey, I'm not good. And I treated them like they needed to get it together. You know, just kind of thinking that. And then once you assess that, yeah, it's not me. Then, you know, you can go to them and be like, hey, you know, what do you need from me? Right. Notice that you kind of had, how are you hearing me? What's it like being on the other side of me? You know, we do. The, you know, five voices with giant worldwide. And that's been a huge thing of like, what's it like being on the other side of me? Yeah, and so true. I'm saying that from an aggressive standpoint, but sometimes it may be asking somebody that and they're like, well, I feel like when I bring you a problem, you just sweep it under the rug mm-hmm. or you try and make it okay. You make excuses for the person because you don't want there to be conflict. You know, I think those are, if you can, if you can be secure enough to start with yourself, pay attention to people, start with yourself, assess how it was own what you need to own, but do not own what you do not need to own. Yeah. But you can still be very kind about that. Yeah. And if you're willing to hear, Hey, what's it like being on the other side of me? I really need you to be honest with me. You know, yeah. I feel like that really helps a lot. That exercise we had to do was incredibly helpful for me mm-hmm. because somebody else like me doesn't bother me. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So if somebody came yeah. in and they were like, bro, do this now. I'm like, great. Doing it right now. Yes. Yeah. And so I'm like, why wouldn't everyone want to be that efficient? You know, or right, right, right. It is. and so, which is, you know, what, well, how, you whatever. Think is, I think that's an important point because when you're trying to assess, was it me? Mm-hmm. You can assume that, well, I wouldn't have been hurt by that or I wouldn't have been bothered by that. Exactly. So it wasn't me speaking from a lot of experience in this one. Um, again, just because, I, you know, this doesn't really have to do with my, my uh, attachment style, but more just my own personality. I keep referring to Enneagram, y'all. I'm sorry, this isn't a- It's okay, I did too, so you're- But I'm like, I am, I am as hardcore one as it comes. So a, a one is like, I do everything right. Like, it's never my fault. <laughs> I don't ever, like, I handle everything right. I handled it right, you know, and, and yeah. so- um, you know, if anybody else listening falls in that category of like, 
yeah, I don't usually ever think I do anything wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Then it's probably a really good thing to, first of all, be aware that you tend to think that. Um, And also, I just think, and I know this is something you talk about a lot, Brooke, but it's, I've learned this a lot through our own counseling of just like, at the end of the day, it is the impact and the emotion of what the interaction created in the yeah. other person that is the mm-hmm. most important. So yeah. me trying to sit here and justify that I did everything right is getting us nowhere in our conflict with one another. Yeah. In fact, I actually need to address the emotion of what happened, whether yeah. or not I think it's valid, whether or not I think it, I did anything wrong. Um, you know, just to, and, and we also did like this long course on the power of apology. Mm. Oh. That was so, That'll preach. so good. Um, and painfully eye opening. Mm. And really the whole point of it was just to say, like, it doesn't matter if you think they shouldn't feel the way that they feel. If they feel a certain way because of something you said or did, there is a place of apology. Wow. I did not hurt you, and I am sorry that I hurt you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. not you think it's valid, you know? Yeah. Oh, there is, there's just such a, there's so much self-reflection that happens there, but there's also that humility of being able to say, I am sorry that what I did or said impacted you in the way that it did. Mm -hmm. That was never my intent. And and to be able to own at least that piece, even if you're like, I didn't do anything wrong. Sure. Right. Yeah. Hard line. I just, I think that's a really good point. And, and I don't know that we said this from the beginning, but I think it is important to pull in now. Like conflict is not yelling at it. Like it's not mm. anger. Like conflict can be just a normal existing in life yeah. and like having to confront things and address yeah. things. And confrontation is not a dirty word. It's just, right. Hey, like this hurt my feelings. Can we do something different next time? Yeah. I don't know. But I love what you said about apology because what's important in what you said is yes. If what I said to you crushed you, I am very sorry. That was not my intent. And intent does matter. We try and act like it doesn't. Okay. If it, but if it crushed you, I am very sorry. Sure. That doesn't mean I still don't need you to go and do your job. Sure. Right. You see what I mean? And so yeah. that's the, I think sometimes we can get caught up in kind of like the myths of forgiveness. If you dig mm. into keys to freedom, right? Yeah. But it's almost the myth of apology. If I apologize. Right. And I, negate what I was asking. No, you just can't be a jerk about it. Or just know that if you say things a certain way and then storm off, you know what that the point is, what did that bring up in the other person? Ask them, how did it make you feel when that happened? But we're not talking about your request or your need. Right. Right. right? Mm -hmm. That's fine. I need you to do your job or I need you to help me feel more, more secure in this way. Like, how can we do that together? Like, but you have to stop and identify what those needs are yeah, and what gets brought up, but none of it, you know, I need help with the dishes, but I didn't have to roll my eyes at you and be like, <laughs> you never help me at the same time. Right. 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 So you see like there's, yep. but I still need help with the dishes. And if you can pause and separate those two things it allows you to be humble. It allows you to apologize for how you hurt the person, but also still need to do the dishes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I still need this to happen, or I still need you to communicate with me that you made plans and never told me, you know, or whatever the stuff is. And so we get so caught up in the feeling of it that the actual issue doesn't get resolved. And so yeah. I love that you brought that up. If you can apologize for the hurt, but mm-hmm. still, you know, figure out how to communicate you know, what, what needs to get done. That's a beautiful way to handle conflict. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's so good. And so much of this, I mean, just has to do, like you said, Brooke, 
even in the episode before about like our everyday lives, like how we interact with one another as humans. And I think, and I'm speaking to my own like anxious, preoccupied, <laughs> like unhealthy self, you know, those parts of me that like, if we can see this as an opportunity to, to go deeper and, and to even mm-hmm. foster that intimacy, um, it's only going to serve us well. I think of how many times I've thought again, where if I could sweep this under the rug or, Oh, I'll just take the blame for it. Or, or, you know, whatever the case may be. Um, and not really like look at it head on and be honest and and go, Mm -hmm. okay, wait, this doesn't have to be all about, you know, me needing them to affirm me right now. I was thinking of, um, Matthew five, Matthew five, 23. Um, because the Bible is just clear about working out a fence. Like this is not mm-hmm. just, you know, like, you know, in the clinic or psychology or in the counseling office, like the yeah. Bible, <laughs> the Lord does not want us to leave matters unresolved because it stirs up so much ugly junk underneath the surface, bitterness, envy, you know, strife, all of, all of the pretty words. And so I was thinking of this in Matthew 23, where it says, uh, therefore, if you bring your gift to the altar, and, and they remember that your brother has something against you. Leave your gift there before the altar and go your way. First be reconciled to your brother and then come and offer your gift. And I just think this, this conflict piece is so applicable to that of like reconciling and figuring out how can I stop those in the heat of the moment, those emotions and work this out so I can be reconciled so that I'm not living my life in like resentment. <laughs> And bitterness, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> From no. so good. I, yeah, and thank you for bringing it back to that because because that's it. It's when we understand ourselves, when we can talk to the Lord about those things, and and even understand Melanie, like you said from the beginning, that we are complex. We are not just mm-hmm, one thing. Good. We are not just one thing in certain relationships. You know, we're not. It, it just is what it is. And so, but the only one that knows you at the deepest, most intimate levels is Christ Jesus. And so if you are connecting with him on that, if he's revealing things to you, this is why this hurt is here. This is why you have a hard time in this area, you know, and it allows you to, to understand your needs and then communicate your needs, which ties into boundaries, right? And, and, so read that while you're at it and safe pe- yeah. being a safe person and, you know, safe people. And, you know, and, and you do begin to see conflict as, as a way to increase intimacy because mm-hmm. it's, it's truly getting to know the other person. If we love somebody and they told us, Hey, when you say it that way, it really hurts me. It really brings up some stuff for me. How many of us would be like, Oh, I will never say it like that again. Like, okay. Right. Yeah. But most people don't even don't tell you, they don't know, you know, but how much, if we did communicate in that way, could we have deeper levels of intimacy with everybody around us? So, Which I think ties, ties that in so beautifully, you know, when you just even mentioned it helps with the boundaries piece. It's like, cause I was thinking, you know, well, if you're in interaction with people who aren't as self-aware or who aren't in that healthy place, you know, I can find myself backing away from conflict cause I'm like, cause I know how they handle conflict. So I'm just not going to bring it because yep. it's not going to go to a good place because they don't handle it well. Like that's where boundaries completely comes into play because my responsibility is for the way I handle this conflict and it is not for the way that you handle it. Right. So I have to bring and do the right thing and bring, you know, my needs or my feelings or whatever. And when you're in the secure place, it doesn't actually matter how the other person responds when you're yeah. secure. Yeah. Yeah. So, 
I think yeah. that's great because that's what boundaries is all about. It's yeah. saying I do the right thing because I'm responsible for my actions, my heart, my thought, my attitude. I'm not responsible for yours. Right. Yep. And actually, I don't. It, it doesn't matter how you respond. I'm good. Yep. Regardless. So yeah. Um, yeah. that ties in really well, and also convicts. So great. Um, <laughs> I am going to go out on a limb and assume yeah. that we might have given people a few things to think about today. Yeah. Uh, I know I sure have gotten that. Um, and I, I think it's great, you know, for us to just kind of give some people just some places to start if they're like, oh my goodness, so many things to think about and process. Um, you know, we always encourage people out of these conversations to, man, just take some time to sit with the Lord, maybe ask him, ask him some stuff, ask him for his perspective, ask him for, you know, what does this look like in my life? Um, you know, maybe specifically like, Lord, is there, is there, or, or how has, not is there, how has my childhood and experiences that I've had in relationship affected how I approach or handle or even just view conflict, um, today. Um, and, what are some ways or what are some steps that I could even take to just be more honest with people mm -hmm. and how I feel and what I'm thinking and my needs in a really healthy way. Um, and, and maybe even ask if you would be so brave, <laughs> is there a conversation that I need to have with somebody that I've been avoiding yeah. because of my fears or um, aversions to conflict and, and what's that about like it's always yeah. again, we're always like get to the root get to the root it's not yeah. just like is there one well shoot I better just go do it no no, no. <laughs> Lord what is it that's scaring me yeah. and like how can you meet those needs in me like how can you bring me to that more secure place so that I can have this necessary conversation you know so really getting to the root of that um, is important so there's Good. if you didn't already have enough to think about there's a few <laughs> more questions we can leave yeah. it Yes. Yeah. And I, I just want to leave everybody with this one piece of it. I hope that if you're listening to this and you feel overwhelmed, mm -hmm. that you actually can just shut mm -hmm. that thought down because getting to know yourself and how you feel about things and what you see should be very exciting. Like it's mm -hmm. kind of a <laughs> big mystery, you know, um, yeah. to solve, but it's, it's not, it only brings good things. That's right. It's, mm -hmm. not, it's yeah. not, Oh, I have something else to fix. No, no, yeah. no, it's not that. It's just a deeper level of understanding. I have some things to understand, you know, more. And that's great. This is yeah. not, you know, so I, I hope that it, I don't know. I just feel like I needed to say that. Yeah, like, this is not check true. the boxes of more things for you to do different or do better or do, you know, none of that. It's about getting with the Lord and like letting him know you and you learn yourself, like how yeah. you are. Um, because the world will just, you will experience the world better and the world will experience you better. Yes. Um, and it'll be worth it. You know, yeah. so, so good. that was so good. Yeah. I love that. Thank you guys. And that's encouraging because it's a journey, like just reminds me, you know, one step at a time, you're at, we don't listen to this podcast and go, okay, I've got to fix all the things like right now. Like tell me, tell me all the things. When Mel was talking about that yesterday with the parenting book, I deeply connected with that thought. Tell me all the things I can do right now to make it right. Uh -huh. So Thank you for that, Brooke. Like that, that's so encouraging. Um, so we're glad you guys joined us today for this conversation. Go back, listen to it again. There was a lot here, but if you know somebody who could use this encouragement or if you got something out of this that you think, hey, this is super insightful and helped me and you think will help someone else, feel free to share with a friend. We've got 
several more episodes coming centered around the topic of attachment, but we're going to kind of go in the direction of how this affects our relationship with the Lord. And so I am so pumped, uh, not that we haven't talked about that some already, but really diving into how that shapes um, the way we view him and even approach him in things like prayer and spending time with him. So it's going to be a good journey. So join us here next time on Mercy Talk. We'll see y'all next time. We're so glad you joined us today. We'd love for you to head on over to iTunes and leave us a review. You can also find previous episodes there. Mercy Multiplied is a nonprofit organization completely funded by our donors. We're incredibly grateful and couldn't do what we do without them. If you want to find out more how you can partner with us financially, head over to mercymultiplied.com.